It's time for the Business Done Differently show, where it's all show business with the ultimate showman himself, the man in the yellow tux, Jesse Cole. It's showtime. Excited to have Scott Beebe, the founder of Business on Purpose, where they liberate small business from chaos. And Scott, you are now the second guest on the shift of business done differently. Are you ready for this? I am so like, yes, I'll just say yes. I, if I if I if I spelled out everything that was in my head right now, we'd go on and on. So I'll just say yes, and then we'll get into it. What's great is you have no idea what you're getting into. And the reality, <laughs> the reality is I have no idea what you're getting into either. So it's going to get very weird. But like I said, we're going to go into some of the business strategies that you have, but also have some fun with some games. So the first one we're going to get started, it's... excited or scared and really what project right now are you either excited about or scared about right now oh my gosh this is a mix jesse so here's here's what's been going on in our pursuit our constant uh, everlasting pursuit to liberate small business owners from chaos when you start a business it, it's like you're just throwing stuff against the wall no matter how planned no matter how focused you know you can get in a room do a speech and be like hey we've got it all figured out but the reality is you really don't know what you're doing and you're throwing stuff against the wall and you're doing the best you can. And so when we got started, that's what we were doing. Now, we were really good at it and the things we were throwing against the wall, we felt confident. So we felt some confidence in. We weren't just kind of saying, hey, I know how to do auto mechanics. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to run a baseball team, but I do know how to coach small business owners. And so we were taking that confidence, throwing it against the wall. And just last week, we transitioned out of a line of business for us and doubled down on a line of business that we really feel very confident about. So scared and excited all mixed together in a blender to give you a milkshake of I don't know what, but something that we're looking forward to, uh, maybe a milkshake of innovation and jumping off the cliff. And so that's about where we're at right now because we're diving down into our group coaching service. And that's kind of been our biggest thing where those two things actually join of, of scary and excitement all at the same time. That, that sounds like a very bizarre milkshake. So uh, I'll, I'll look into that. That's good, Scott. <laughs> uh, all right. Now we're moving on to actually a game. I'm going to start right away. And now with you, Scott, I think we're literally going to do all the games that we have. We're trying it all out with you. So now <laughs> it is time for truth and dare. Just do it. Truth and dare. Which one do you want? Uh, let's do dare. Oh, nice. And the reality is actually it's truth and dare, so you have to do both anyway. So it's oh, not okay. truth. Okay. <laughs> All right, dare. A celebrity impersonation, Scott. Okay. It is Oh my okay, okay. So the celebrity you may not know the name. In fact, I don't even know the name. That's, but, not, that's not a celebrity. <laughs> no, no, no. But it, it's it's the guy who calls all of the uh, international soccer games. Okay. And so any international game you watch, if it's World Cup, if it's, uh, if it's you know, Arsenal and Manchester United, I mean the big ones. And so this guy calls all the games. And what's so fascinating about it, he's got the British accent. But what he does is he puts the name at the end of the sentence and he ends it with this kind of constipated feel. So I'll explain it. Just kind of follow with me. Perfect. So, Let's take Messi and Ronaldo. They're playing on the same team. So Messi to Ronaldo. Ronaldo bounding down the outside on the left-hand side. Pitches it across the pitch to Messi. Messi in and he goes into the goal. Does Messi. <laughs> and so he, you see how he ends the sentence with Messi's name, but he kind of does it like, I really got to go to the bathroom. That was absolutely amazing. It also sounded a little bit like Kentucky Derby, like you're calling a, a yeah. horse. That was uh, – <laughs> Great. The first impersonation we've had, and uh, that was that was winner. That was beautiful. All right, so now a truth. And I thought you'd always go with the truth, but uh, what is your biggest fear? Biggest fear, I, I would say, hands down, is losing it all. It's an unrealistic fear, Jesse, but the, the voice – I talk about this a lot, and this is reality. The voices in my head get so loud that they will at times convince me that I'm going to lose it all. Lose every client, lose uh, family member, just lose it all, wow. and that's the that's the biggest fear. But that's also what I love about the truth about punching fear in the mouth is fear is unrealistic, and at the same time, fear is a close companion. Okay. And so this has been real. This has been a real touchy subject for me uh, lately. And what I have found that I've 
that I have to have in my life to kind of punch fear in the mouth and move on is uh, there's there's actually a quote, Jesse. It says, perfect love cast away all fear. Perfect love cast away all fear. The word cast away literally means to slap in the face. Mm -hmm. And so perfect love slaps fear in the face. And what I have found to help me start to overcome this battle, and I'm still in it, by the way, but to help me overcome the battle is to surround myself a, with this kind of this drumbeat of truth. So I've got to surround myself with, with constant truth that's coming into me so that truth will come out of me. The second is what I call the cords of community. And so having a community of people that I can look around and go, okay, their world's not falling apart. Their world's not falling apart. Okay, if I put that consensus together and they're speaking into me, now all of a sudden I don't feel like my world's falling apart. Wow. And nice. then also the third element would be the uh, kind of, you know, we were just talking about Joe Calloway a little bit, the, the, uh, and not to offend Joe with any age or anything, but the wise old counsel, the wise old counsel. And if you're a guy, honestly, the, the, the wise counsel of an older man. And if you're a woman, the wise counsel of an older woman, mm -hmm. that brings a weight. Once you've got that kind of constant drumbeat of truth, you've got those cords of community, and then you've got the wise counsel of an older man or a woman just speaking real softly, real gently, but also real powerfully into you. That's what I've found to, to kind of help me fight that fear, Jesse. I love it. All right, you, you, you completely passed Truth and Dare, the first ever Truth and Dare. So congrats, <laughs> big movie. All right, we're going to move fast through this one. So this is going to be quick answers. It's the 411, hmm. four questions to get some information on you. And this first, this first question, I think I already know the answer. We've already discussed it. But if you can find another one sentence to describe what you do. Man, that's it. I mean, I don't even know another sentence, but we liberate small business owners from their chaos. Perfect. Good. One business accomplishment you're most proud of? Starting the business on purpose and liberating small business owners from chaos. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> One word to describe you. Monday's my favorite day of the week. So, so what, what is the word Monday? <laughs> yeah, I guess Monday's the word. Monday's your word. All right. So describing Scott, it's Monday. All right. This is the new answer on that. The last one, one thing no one knows about you. I walked onto the football team at the University of South Carolina, never playing a live football game where I deep snapped and only played one year of high school football. And I got a full ride my last two years. Wow. Awesome. Love it. That's great. Excellent. Beautiful. 411, you passed that. We're moving on. I added this one for you based on what you've been talking about, chaos. <laughs> so this is now called the chaos theory. And, yes. All right. Chaos theory. New one. I'm going to add this to the show. You say you're liberating people from chaos quickly. In one or two sentences, how do you do it? We walk small business owners through the four steps to business freedom. We set them up to actually have real profit. And then we wear their rear ends out with encouragement and accountability. Love it. Awesome. Beautiful. Chaos theory. That may just be for you, Scott. That might be the only one we ever introduce <laughs> in this show. All right. Moving on to deets about the tweet. Deets about the tweet where the guest has to explain one of their tweets. So I found this from you and you actually uh, quoted it from Chip Heath. Big problems are rarely solved by big solutions. What did Chip mean and why did you tweet that out? Here's what I think he meant. Um, what I have found is that there's a constant barrage of small business owners to get into uh, a conference room and start uh, brainstorming, brainstorming. Hey, what do we do about this? Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do about this? Rather than sitting down with baseline principles, team meetings, vision, mission, values, processes, and a, and a constant drumbeat of repetition, repetition. My first ever Pfizer manager told me repetition is the mother of all learning. And so big challenges, what I feel like, are punched in the mouth by repetition. Repetition. I'm not so interested in the plan as much as I am in the implementation of the plan. And that's why everything you keep saying, we liberate small businesses from chaos. You're going to keep repeating that. I love it. Beautiful. All right, now we're on to another game, Scott. We're going to keep this moving. It is now Price is Right, the business version, okay? <laughs> so you have to grasp. And remember, the game of Price is Right, you always want to be under. You don't want to be over. All right. right. So we just finished off a great World Series. What was the lowest price ticket for Game Seven of the World Series? Seven. Uh, the wait, face value. Uh, uh, yes, the face value. Oh no, not mm. face, not face value. From the they had to buy it obviously secondary website. Okay, secondary website. I think the lowest price ticket for Game Seven of the World Series in Los Angeles was seventeen hundred thirty-eight dollars. 
You are over. You have lost. It was $1,043, not too ah. All right. So we have four here. So here's the next one. The highest price ticket for Game 7 of the World Series. You're over one. And, and I can't be over. Okay. Um, it, it's uh, the highest price ticket. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be $2,427. You are definitely under. It was $200,500 right behind home plate. So you missed that one by 198000 Uh Scott, I'm going to say you're 0 for 2. You didn't get that one either. All right. All right. We're moving on to the next one. The total amount that American students have in college debt. Mm. I, think, mm. I, th- I think you'll end up under on this one. I think it's a trillion dollars. trillion dollars yes i'm gonna give you that one you are now one for three all right and now the final one combining 10 different majors what's the average starting salary for a college grad so basically this was found by the national association of colleges combining like they put 10 of the average majors together what's the average starting salary for a college grad thirty two thousand four hundred seventy three dollars did you say thirty two four seventy three yes you're incorrect. It is 50566 but you definitely <laughs> ended up underneath. All right. Wow. And the last one for this, the average debt of a 2016 college grad. What number is that, the average debt? Uh, the, including student loans. Correct. Just, okay. Yeah, student loans, yep. Yeah, the average debt, I think, is going to be $45,000. Very close. You were 37000 All right. Wow. Yeah, so these are crazy statistics, but I'm saying I'm going to give you one for five, so uh, you should not go into prices right. Keep liberating small <laughs> business from chaos. So let's get you out of here. I'll just stick with Plinko. I like <laughs> yes. Plinko. Yeah, all right, definitely. All right, we're moving on to Curious George. <laughs> As you know, this is a favor to me as I dress up in yellow, in the yellow tuxedo all the time. What are you curious about in business right now? I'm constantly curious about how we can get a small business owner to to take this mindset of I'm, I'm being pulled in 17 different directions. I'm constantly putting out fires and so lock in on vision, mission, values, weekly team meetings, process, rebuild, retrain over and over and over again. That is what I am fascinated about because when a small business owner gets that, when they lock in on that, it revolutionizes not just their world, but it revolutionizes the team members that work within that world. Love it. And now, how are you? How are you learning? I mean, curious. You got to constantly learning. What are you doing to learn about that? Man, I've taken pages from your book. I've taken pages from a lot of other people's book. You had Joe Calloway on. He's got one of my favorite quotes: "Vision without mis- uh, implementation is hallucination." Mm-hmm. I'm constantly listening to podcasts, constantly reading, constantly asking questions, wherever I wherever I possibly can. Can you teach someone to be curious like you? I think you can infect somebody to be curious. I think your curiosity can become infectious. Can you sit a group of students in four uh, 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 parallel rows in a classroom over an eight-hour eight period for 180 straight days and teach them to be curious? Maybe not. But I think curiosity can definitely be infectious if you're willing to be open about your own curiosity. I think that's great. I mean, as obviously we're running two baseball teams and you have some people that are just so curious and fascinated about learning that they're constantly reading books and podcasts. And you have other ones that just that's not their interest. And I think it's mm. something that's tough to teach. But the more hopefully they see role models and how their people are being successful, hopefully they can learn that. Um, I don't think that was a pass fail, but I'm going to give you a pass on that one, Scott. So good work <laughs> on Curious George. All right. Now we're having fun with this one. Another game. This is called Love It or leave it. So I'm going to give you a name of a business or an entrepreneur or a celebrity, and you have to let us know if you love that person or you leave them be. They're not someone you'd want to be around or a business you'd want to be around. You ready for this? All right. A lot of controversy recently, a lot going on. ESPN. Uh, I would leave it because there's more interesting networks I'd, I'd like to go learn from. Okay. Leaving ESPN. Now, on a side note, you probably heard with Barstool Sports, ESPN actually let go of Barstool Sports. They hired him to do a show, and then they got rid of it. So Barstool Sports, love it or leave it? I've never, ever heard of it. Ooh, so all right, we're going to give that a leave it. But Barstool Sports is this underground group that's literally doing hundreds of videos. They're going around the country. They're growing pretty quickly. Uh, wow. But you're leaving it. All right, Grant Cardone. Uh I struggle with this, Jesse, because these are public figures that you're bringing out. I'm going to leave it, but again, I'm going to leave it because I think there are quieter guys doing some really powerful stuff, and I want to learn from those guys. Okay, good. Um, Let's go Vince McMahon in the WWE. Uh, 
I would love it because I want to learn what he's seen over the last 30 years in entertainment sports. 100%. I think it's fascinating what they've done. And you look at their social, they're putting like 50 videos a day, and they're growing and still making wrestling relevant now, which is crazy. So yes. that's, that's a good one. All right, Instagram. Leave it. I think I think they might be missing it right now, okay. um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna sell that stock. Okay, and then the final one, Slack. Do you, I do don't you use love it, it personally. Uh, no, it? we don't oh, use it. Okay, and and we don't use it because I don't love it. But here's why I don't love it, Jesse, and I I, I do have to explain this is because email, and I realize Slack is not email, but it's close. Email is someone else's agenda for your day. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to say leave it because I want to have personal connection for my communication. And then and then everything else just needs to be robotic and automated. So I'm going to say leave it, but my leaving it is for to help develop more personal connection. I am loving your leaving it. All right, so that was the most – I think there were four leave it's there. So I'm going to give you – name one company or business owner that you love right now so we can throw another love it into here. Yeah, I, I would say that the – the, the business that I'm most fascinated with, uh, as I think back and look back at the books right now, Profit First, what Michalowicz is doing with the whole profit model, if I look back, Jesse, and look back at our clients, the one thing, there's there's been two dynamic things over the last 12 months that I've seen transform small business owners probably more quickly than anything else. Number one is articulating a vision story. Number two is setting up five bank accounts under the Profit First model. And starting to stash profit away. Outstanding. And Profit First, Mike's a good friend of mine. He's going to be on the show later this month as well. So excited to have him on. Excellent. Love it, leave it. That was, uh, that was good, Scott. I think, you, I think you passed again. You are doing so well so far. So we're going to keep moving. We're going to go to now uh, some positivity here. We're going to go the magic moment. So this is a moment that you will never forget. Now picture that song, this magic moment. All right. What's happening? What's a moment you'll never forget in your life? I've never lost as a player at Death Valley in Clemson, South Carolina. And the last year we were playing, we beat them. And at the end of the game, our fans rushed the field. And the lady that I've been married to for almost 20 years now was a lady I was highly infatuated by in college. And she was on the field, and I got to put her on my shoulders. And somebody took a picture of us, which we still have with the scoreboard in the background while we were standing on the field of our nemesis, wow. uh, which I don't know if I said before, but I've never lost on that field. So anyway, <laughs> um, so that, that was probably a pretty magical moment, one that could not be scripted very well, and, uh, and we got to enjoy that together. Oh, that's awesome. Where is that picture now? It is actually in a trunk. Uh, it's in one of those old trunks, and I need to go pull it out. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. All right. That's outstanding. All right. Well, you just had this high moment, so now I'm going to go to fail and tell. So you're going to share one failure that you've had in your business that someone could learn from. Friday, February 27th, 2015, at about 12 o'clock Central Time, I walked out of a small little office building in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area unemployed for the first time in my adult life. I walked into that building at 9 a.m. Central Time that morning, fully expecting uh, with the ticket that I had just recently purchased and the visa that I had just recently acquired back to the country that we spent a lot of time working in in West Africa, uh, that we had had a plan for turnaround for the organization because something, uh, some things had been going on within the board uh, for the last four to six months. And I walked out of there with eight of the nine board members having resigned and my position being dissolved. And I was 39 years old. Uh, Ash and I have been married, whatever that was at that time, 17 years, 16 years, something like that. Three kids. And I got back on a plane from Dallas to Savannah. had no idea what I was going to do. Now, would you say that was, in retrospect, now becoming one of the best experiences of your life? 100%, 100%, hands down. This, the Business on Purpose platform would have never, so we would have never seen the transformative turnaround of small business owners had that not have happened. Love it, love it. Wow, that's outstanding. Now, with that, this could be the, the moment here, but we went from magic moment to fail and tell, now to mirror moment. And I always talk about the mirror moment. That's really the starting point for innovation. And it's really where you got to look back. What frustrates you about your business? Or maybe an aha moment, something that goes in. So what was a mirror moment for you? Was it that day or when did it happen that you realized, hey, I'm going to do something different now? It makes you kind of question the way you thought about business and life. 
Jesse, it was that weekend. So Friday I came home. I had already started the Business on Purpose podcast. And what I was doing there was interviewing small business owners who were actively trying to integrate their faith in their work because mm-hmm. I was trying to figure that out as well. And that happened on a Friday. The podcast had already been going on for a few weeks. We'd been recording for a few months. And that Monday, I called two small business owners locally that I know. They kind of knew the backstory of what was going on. And I said, we're going to turn the Business on Purpose podcast into a business. And we're going to start uh, coaching small business owners. And those two business owners said, "That man, that sounds great. What are you going to do? And I said, I have no idea. What do you need? <laughs> and, and they were like, well, I, I don't really know. So we started a conversation. And through that, that's where the idea of vision story, mission statement, unique core values, all that started to come out. And I said, well, I can, I can help you build those. I've done that plenty of times before. I've even got a process for how to do that. And out of that was the start of the aha moment that I would say was culminated this past year when we took all of our four steps to business freedom, the foundations, the fast start, the accounts, all of that stuff, everything that a small business owner needs to build a business that does not own them. And we got all of that onto a digital dashboard so that small business owners now can fly their business like a pilot flies a plane Love it. and just sit in the cockpit and fly from there. And so that those, the aha moment was a culminate, culmination of events that started almost three years ago and really culminated about four to six months ago. Wow. And I think one of the great lessons from that is to just start. You know, sometimes you got forced to start, but once you started, you had asked questions, you figured out what to do. And I think so many people are afraid to start these days. They just talk about hundred percent. Yeah, they're thinking. Hey, Jesse, this just happened to a buddy of mine who is a restaurant consultant. He's a restaurant coach. Mm-hmm. And so he's worked for all the bigs and at high levels and all that stuff. He got invited from a major national brand that starts with a Z. Most of you <laughs> would know what that is if you live in a larger city. And he got invited into their office uh, for uh, about eight hours one day. And essentially they were saying, hey, we want you to kind of not coach and we want you to come work for us. And he's like, well, what do I do? And I said, you walk in there for eight straight hours and you do nothing but ask questions. And I said, if something comes out of it, great. But look at this as a research and development opportunity on their dime so that you can learn how to not only serve them better, but you can learn how to serve the entire industry better. Outstanding. That's awesome. Outstanding. Excellent. Well, that was some good insight. But now we're going to go back into a game, Scott. So this is Business Jeopardy, where I'm going to give an answer and you have to answer with a question. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, we're going to do this with like real dollars, by the way. I don't think I'll ever get this real dollars, but this first one, uh, whatever you want to wager, we can wager. So you can choose music, YouTube, sports, or pop culture. Uh, let's go music. All right, how much do you like to wager? For 6000 6000 perfect. The number one best-selling album of all time with 32 million copies sold. Remember, answer with a question. What is... I don't know the title of it. What is... Um, Michael Jackson's album. I can't think of the name. Um, it's just a thriller. Thriller. Yes. I'll give you half the dollars. Half will go into the, the bank. But yes, Michael Jackson thriller, 32 millions. Good use of the what is as well. All right. YouTube, sports, or pop culture? Let's go pop culture. This person is performing the halftime show at this year's Super Bowl. Oh, I just found this out. Uh, who is Justin Timberlake? Bam! And I don't know how much yes. you, I don't know how much you wager, but we'll give it all. To oh, you. it was it was one point six million. I forgot <laughs> to say that. That's what I thought. Liberate from chaos. All right, beautiful. All right, YouTube <laughs> or sports? Let's go YouTube. How much you wagering? Uh, let's do. I'll just do ten dollars on this one. Ten dollars. Yeah, this is a tough one. The most viewed video on YouTube. Oh, what is uh, the Korean guy? Oh, that was a very good guess. You were going uh, Gangnam Style. Yes, Gangnam Style. What is Gangnam Style? That's like third or fourth. The number one came out this past year, Justin Bieber, Despacito. All right. You want to I guess? love that song. Well, you just lost $10, so you don't love it that much. All right, <laughs> final one, sports here. All right, how much you want to wager? Okay, we're going We're going six. Uh, well, we'll go $1.4 trillion. Perfect. Let's, let's do it. The most valuable sports franchise, they're valued over $4 billion. It's uh, – uh, who is Real Madrid? Incorrect. Dang it. Dallas Cowboys, over $4 no. billion. Dollars. Dallas Cowboys. $4 billion. The Dallas Cowboys, yep. That's, and again, these are all facts that I find on the internet. So if we know if they're true or not, who knows? But you <laughs> – Let's, uh, I think you lost a couple trillion there. So you're down. We'll see how you can rally from the rest of the show. All right. We're moving on. Now to debatable. Wrong. All right. I want to get this. Right. You and me will debate this. 
Thoughts on the open office? I think you know Facebook and a lot of companies made this big a few years ago where you open up the whole office, you don't have separate offices. What are your thoughts on that? And we'll debate this a little Jesse, bit. Jesse, I, I used to be a buyer on the concept, mm-hmm. and here's where I've shifted um, dramatically on this concept. I've realized that the majority, if you look at the disk profile, the majority of human beings, uh, literally the majority, 86% of all humans on the face of the earth are SC or CS or some variation with an mm-hmm. S or a C in them which means they're passive personalities. That doesn't mean they're introverts, but they are passive personalities. And recently I read the book One Thing by Gary Keller, and he said that multitasking is a lie. And so what I've found is with passive personalities, with the reality that our minds are not built for multitasking, and understanding that just about everything is someone else's agenda for your day, distractions are everywhere. I am now a seller on the open office concept, um, and I am a buyer on the work from home concept. I think one of the biggest mistakes Yahoo ever made was when, uh, as Marissa, whatever her name was, pulled back on Yahoo's uh, kind of methodology of allowing team members to work from home. And I heard that the way that they made that decision was they were looking at email habits mm-hmm. of their employees, and they found out that they were spending less time on email at home. And because of that, they equated email delivery. I think Cal Newport talked about this. Yes. They equated email delivery with productivity, and they brought them back. And I think it's a huge mistake. Yeah. I can't debate you on this at all. I am 100% all in. You mentioned Cal Newport, the deep workbook about how you get so much work done when you're not distracted. And when you're open, it's very tough. You can go through a whole day doing shallow work, you know, responding to emails, talking to people. I am all in with you. I think the open office is not dead but I think it needs to be reevaluated. So, all right, we're on the same page there. Now time for tool time. Uh? Going back, if you remember, home improvement days, which we actually, uh, one of our teams did an Al Borland uh, uh, <laughs> jersey one time, which was very funny on tool time day. Um, what one tool uh, do you use every day in your business that maybe not everyone is familiar with? And then also follow-up question, what's the most important tool you have in your business toolbox? Productivity tool, by far the most important. We use it all the time, every day. People have heard about it, but I don't know that they utilize it. It's Google Drive. I tell people all the time, Jesse, Dropbox is a fancy filing cabinet, but Google Drive is a fancy filing cabinet and a really slick art studio all in one. And so Dropbox, you can't create anything inside of it. And so with Google Drive, you can create something inside of it. So that's the mass tool that we use. Here's a little one-off tool that we use that most people have probably never heard about. It has transformed the way that we do podcasts. The last 30 or so episodes for us are now four to eight-minute bite-sized coaching podcasts so small business owners can get coached on the fly. We use an app called Boss Jock, B-O-S-S-J-O-C-K. It is an all-in-one podcast studio in your pocket. And so I will walk out of a a client one-on-one meeting. I'll get in my car, turn on the Boss Jock app, uh, app, do an episode, four to eight minutes, of exactly what we just talked about. I'll make it anonymous, obviously, but I'll talk about exactly what we just talked about in that client meeting so that all small business owners can get coached through that one little app. Outstanding. I mean, it's it's now how easily can you record yourself and get it out there and teach people, and it sounds like Boss Jock is the real deal. Excellent. Beautiful. All right, Scott, we're moving on to story time. All right, this isn't a sad, like, go-to-bed story time. This is one business story that inspires you. This business story, you can tell it however you'd like. Right now, I've got to go back to one of our own clients. We've been working with this client for two years, and last week, walked into his conference room, and he looked at me and he said, Scott, I don't know what to do with my marginal time now. He said, I've got so much of it, I don't know what to do with it. And now, Jesse, I'm going to brag on you a little bit about this because it actually directly ties to you. I wasn't, I didn't know you were going to ask me this question, but this is real. And so the reality is, is this guy has about a, uh, they do about $3.6 million in real revenue. So if you're a profit first guy, you get what real revenue is. It's a lot bigger than that in total revenue, but they do about $3.6 million in real revenue. And they have a fantastic product. And they've been working diligently on vision, mission, value systems, processes, building all their processes out, working the process, training the process. And they, and they had this thing screaming and humming really, really well. Then, Jesse, they heard you talk this summer, episode 85 on our podcast is where we actually uh, put it. They heard you talk about the customer experience and your story and the story that, of you and Emily going down to Savannah and starting what you started and, and what, it's, what it's kind of exploded into. It so resonated with him 
that they have gone and created an entire customer experience workflow that now they're a home builder. Now, when they go do the electrical walk, like this is the most mundane, boring part of the of the home building experience. They just walk through the house and make sure that it's not falling down. They do the electrical walk. This past time, they showed up with a limousine. They went and picked the couple up from where they were staying. They had a candlelit lunch out on the back porch. Half their team members were dressed in T-shirt tuxedos. They had an iPad engraved with their name, a Yeti cooler engraved with their name. Notice not the shoreline or the, the brand name, but their name. They had all of these things engraved with their stuff. And so when they showed up, you talk about a first-class experience. And so now not only is the majority of the process detailed out, but the majority of the customer experience is now detailed out. So much so that this business owner has got real margin that he's now reinvesting not only back into his business, but he's also reinvesting. He's not sitting around playing golf. He's not playing video games, eating donuts, smoking cigarettes. He's reinvesting this stuff back into his business and back into the community. Love that story. And that's all about just mapping the perfect customer experience from the beginning to the end. And I literally, you can look at every business and the way they do things. And if it's normal and people don't talk about it, there's something missing. So, wow, it sounds like a great story. And a great book to kind of come off that is the new book by Chip and Dan Heath called The Power of Moments. And it talks about creating those moments. I guarantee that family, they're never going to forget that moment. And I bet you they've told, what, 100 people at least? There's no doubt. Yeah. There's Un no doubt. Unbelievable. Great story, Scott. Thanks for that. Now we're going to flip the script. All right? So now the guest, you, Scott, will become the host. And you have one minute or maybe two minutes. You can ask me any question you want to. And we'll go from there. All right, here we go. Welcome in to the Find Your Yellow Tux <laughs> podcast. I am the fill-in host, Scott Beebe, and I'm here with the amazing, yellow-drenched Jesse Cole. Now, so, Jesse, couple well, well, Scott, I'm going to cut you off there because the Find Your Yellow Tux was the previous previous actual show. Ah. So let's actually reboot this because as a host, you're failing so far. We'll keep this. We're actually not going to edit this at all, but keep this in and now restart. All right. Uh, guys, my name's Scott, and I'm just a fill-in host. And Jesse, I'm going to ask him questions. And so, Jesse, a couple questions for you that I think are crucially, crucially, crucially important as we go forward and think about what you're doing. Jesse, you've created a platform that has influence on other people. If you're looking three years out from today and you look back and somebody says, because of, uh, because of Jesse Cole, I now do this, what is this? Oh, that's a great question. And thanks for being the guest host on my show here. So what are they doing three years from now? You know, my goal, I keep it very simple with a personal mission. You know, my goal is to inspire people to stand out in business and in life. So what I'm hoping is that person maybe is just finding out, like many business owners, people, that they are stuck, that they are feel their business is stale. And now that they're actually doing things that they love, they're trying out things, they're being the best version of themselves. So I think so many people, what they do, you know, think about the Saturday morning test. What do people do on a Saturday morning when there's nothing else they have to do? What do they want to do? So I hope that person is doing what they want to do every day. So I hope it's something crazy. I hope it's something that everyone's talking about. But the reality is, just like you liberating people from chaos, it's getting people that are stuck, unstuck, and getting them to have fun. So I did a political answer, but thank you. I'll give you one quick follow-up to that, Scott, as a guest host. All right, so here's, here's my follow-up, because when you say I want to inspire people in order to get to that point, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a methodolo methodological guy. I like, I like touchable, tangible things that I can wrap my hands 100%. around and a small business can do. So when you want to inspire, what are the major elements of your inspiration? How are you going to go about doing that so that we can grab onto that inspiration? Oh, good. So you seem like a professional question asker, which, which is great. <laughs> so what is that tangible thing that I can actually do to inspire them uh, or what that they would be inspired? Can you reframe that question, Scott? You're a good question asker. Yeah. So when – because here, here's what a, a lot of small business owners will hear when they hear the word inspiration. Immediately, they're going to start thinking about Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. um, you know, all of these inspirational speakers mm -hmm. where you'll go to the event. It's exciting. You walk on coals. You do that. And then you go home and then you're like, oh, my house is dirty. Mm -hmm. And then the inspiration is gone out the window. So what tangible things will you do so that the inspiration is not a one-time shot? 
but it's an enduring thing so that all of that unstuckness that you're talking about actually stays unstuck. Well, I feel like it's a drug. So again, Tony Robbins, I've been able to speak, see him speak, and it's all how it resonates with people. So I feel like it's a drug. If you learn certain things, like I walked out of that Tony Robbins and I started writing down ideas on what I can do. What I te- teach people, what I think people should look at is again, what is that? What are those moments that you think about? I asked you what the moments that you remember. How do we have those great moments every day? So the tangible things, what are, how do you make your day not just a day where you put out fires? So the tangible things, it's literally come back to think about those moments each day, the best moments that you have. For instance, for me, it's literally either making videos or creating or putting out shows. So I try to maximize my day doing that as opposed to maximize day doing other things, other jobs, other responsibilities that I don't love. So hmm. it's go back to your day. Think about those little things that you love and how do you grow that from maybe only being 20 minutes a day to making it your whole day. That's 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 what I'm going from there. You have passed flip the script. By the way, those were the most uh, two best questions that I've been asked. Uh, we've only had two of these shows, so you're uh, <laughs> you're still doing pretty well on that. Uh, all right, we're moving on, Scott. We keep it flowing. All right, now it's time for it's social media stupid. Really? And I want to get opinion social media. Taco Bell launched a fashion brand recently with Forever Twenty One on Twitter. They literally have tank tops that look like hot sauces. They have hoodies with all their logos, all of them. They are literally not just doing tacos anymore. They're doing a fashion brand. What are your thoughts? Why not? Why not? <laughs> I mean, you know, their Taco Bell, their turnover rate roughly is about 140, 150%. If I'm them, I'm constantly looking for new ways to do it. You know, McDo- the, the idea of McDonald's has already taken uh, this consistent kind of, you know, average hamburger over and over and over again. When I think about Taco Bell, nothing in me wants to eat there, not because I'm mad at them or don't like them. I just don't resonate with it, mm-hmm. but they're interesting. They're kind of like Geico. They took something that's incredibly just kind of average and boring, and they've turned it into funny, and I'm I'm always fascinated by interesting and funny. Love it. All right. Now it's time for virtual insanity, and virtual reality is coming. It could be a year from now, five years from now. It could be whatever. How do you visualize, how do you see yourself using it in your life, and how do you think it'll be used in business? I'm actually pretty excited about virtual reality, and I don't know that I'm thrilled about virtual insanity other than to say this. <laughs> Virtual insanity will feed chaos, and as long as there's chaos around in small business ownership, then we we're good. Like <laughs> we've that's that's where we thrive. You have so, a job, yeah. Yeah, I think what what's going to happen with virtual. So he, here's here's my take on just the technological platform at large, and then I'm going to narrow this down to virtual reality. Jesse, you and I live near the coast. You go out into one of these guys. You and I don't have one of these, but. We've got friends who've got really, really nice boats. And so if you go out into the ocean in a really, really nice boat, but you don't turn on the GPS, it's not going to take you long with a little bit of fuel to get 10, 15 miles offshore, and you will have no idea where you're at. And you will have no idea where you're supposed to go. And it's not going to take you long before you run out of gas and eventually you're going to die out in the middle of the ocean. That's what happens with technology right now. We have the iPad and the iPhone and the Samsung, and we've got this uh, television, and we've got this app, and we've got these millions of apps, and we've got all these tools, and this tool, and that tool, and, and here we go. Yep. The next thing you know, you run out of gas, and you're dead, and you don't use any of them. And so once virtual reality becomes mainstream, and it's becoming more and more, it's just like uh, self-driving cars and battery-powered cars and all those things, when, when the battery-powered cars don't come out, you're not going to buy 15 of them. You're going to buy one, mm-hmm. and you're going to go all in on that one. And so when the, virtual, when the virtual reality stuff comes in, just like Facebook Live, we found a way to leverage Facebook Live. You guys have found a way to leverage uh, YouTube really, really well. Whatever it is, dive in. Go into that one thing. Lock in. For us, marketing, Jesse, we, we maybe put 20 bucks a week in Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Everything else is podcast, Facebook Live, podcast, Facebook Live. Five, you know, We don't do Snapchat, not because we don't like Snapchat. It's just we've decided to go all in on this one thing. So the same thing with virtual reality. We're, if it, when it comes, not if, when it comes, we're going to find our niche within it, and then we're going to just pound that niche all the way down the field. I love it. And the key there is talking about simplifying. I think that's everything right now. How can you simplify your life, simplify what you're doing, simplify what you're best at? And it sounds like you're on the way. You're nailing it. Excellent. Beautiful. Scott, keep it rolling. We're finishing up soon. It is now quickly the first ever standout or bust. Aha! So I have less than two minutes, and I have to discover what makes you stand out. I'm armed only with three questions, and you have to give short answers to this, and i got to see if I can figure it out. You ready for this? Ready. All right. If your wife were to describe you in one sentence, what would she say? 
his mind is constantly spinning and he likes to open the door for me. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know how much I'll get on the door, but that's good. All right. No, actually, I'll get someone from there. All right, good. And on a Saturday morning, we talked about the Saturday morning test. Uh, you have nothing you have to do. What do you want to do? I want to go for a long run. I want to read. And I want to sit down with my family and eat a sausage biscuit at Bojangles. <laughs> All right. And this show has now been sponsored by Bojangles, everyone. Thank you for that. <laughs> Bojangles, we'll, we'll wait for your check. All right. And the final one, what would your work colleagues say you are the best at? Building systems. Building systems. Okay. Here's what I'm going to go with, Scott. You ready for this? This is like really... reading your palms. All right. I'm so excited about this <laughs> and nervous. <laughs> All right. So you said your mind's constantly spinning. You open the door. So what that showed is you're, you're constantly thinking, trying to get better, but you're also caring because you open the door for your wife, which was very nice. In the morning, you want a long run. You want to read. You want to have your Bojangles biscuit and your building systems. So what you stand out, according to me and my scientific method here, is that you stand out at being a person that is constantly one out there teach. You're going to be the best at teaching people, helping people, and constantly learning yourself. And you're able to simplify it. Am I close? Absolutely. You're dead on it. That's what I love to do. All right. That's why Monday's my favorite day of the week. 100%. Beautiful. Yeah, Sundays, I kind of feel like I'm stuck. I, I need to get to Monday. I'm with you as well. Beautiful. All right. Um, I think I did pass. I will give myself uh, flying colors there. Beautiful. All right. Stand out or bust. Now to our final few questions and games. I'm going to go to uh, Book It. Now, everyone asks for book recommendations, and I know it's tough for us as we're avid readers, but I'm going to ask for one that stands out for you, but I'm also going to ask if someone were to write a book about you, what would be the title? What would it be about? There's two that have standed, stood out recently for me. One is Chuck Blakeman's Making Money is Killing Your Business. Ooh. Fascinating, fascinating book. Wow, okay. Um, there's another one, Atul Gawande wrote the book Checklist Manifesto. If you want to learn where checklists came from and why process is so important and how it's literally saving lives, go read Atul Gawande, uh, Harvard-trained um, Harvard uh, surgeon of some kind, and a uh, brilliant book on checklists, uh, on checklists, where they came from and why they're saving lives, Checklist Manifesto. Love it. Excellent. And then what about a book about you? What's the title? All right. So the book about me is uh, called a – oh, I had this one time. It's a not misaligned blueprint. It's a ah nonlinear blueprint. That's the title of the book. It's the nonlinear blueprint. All right. I like it. You don't even – one sentence to describe the book? Simply, it's how a guy who knew nothing came to the point uh, – a guy who knew nothing came to the point where he locks in on everything about one thing. Love it. That's, that's very meta there. That makes you think. I love it. Awesome. Excellent. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Last few here. Now, that's what I call service. The best personal customer service experience you've had, Scott. Jesse, I've got a trash can lid <laughs> sitting behind me right now that I still got to get back to you. But when, when we went to the Savannah Bananas game, and not to be self-serving to you here, but I mean, I, it's no, just... No, go on. This is great. Go on. <laughs> yeah. When we went uh, a couple of months ago, uh, not that you can do this for everybody, but you met us out front. You took us around the stadium. You took us into the stadium club. I went up and I got a trash can lid nachos, which were fantastic. And I will be honest, I ate 75% of them myself. Are, are you, you, are you still feeling okay? Yeah, are, I mean, you, are you feeling okay? Did you, did you make it through that? Yeah, I'm, uh, that's why I go on long runs on Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, well, let's give context right there. The, tra uh, the garbage can nachos is three orders of nachos, two cheeseburgers, two hot dogs, chili, nacho, cheese. I think sometimes we throw bananas on it, but it's over 3,000 calories. The fact that you had 75% of that is actually quite scary and impressive. So thank you for that, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's – but the customer experience and the flow through the entire thing, here's what I found with it, Jesse. It's consistent. Everybody you talk to who's ever been to a game that you guys have put on has the same experience. And so in, in your ever uh, – your, your unending pursuit to try and find innovative things, at the same time, the consistency over time of doing you know a, a father-son pitch before the game, that consistency just to see who's going to be dressing up like the priest before the game. I want to see that. You provide such a consistency with the parking penguins, with the garage band, uh, garage can nachos, and and everything there. It was just 
to see it on a mass scale is very, very impressive. And so I would say, honestly, it's the most remarkable. Let me put it that way. It's the most remarkable experience uh, that we've seen in quite some time. Well, thank you, Scott. That was outstanding. Again, your your skill as a guest has gone up dramatically throughout this entire. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're winning so far. All right. Uh, finally, uh, what's the best gift you've ever received? Or one that stands out, one that you – the first thing you think about, a best gift. The fir- you know what's crazy is the one that stands out. I've got, a, uh, I've got a, 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 a wall full of guitars and a speaker from Sam standing right in front of me right now. It's a speaker that uh, connects to Bluetooth. It's like a PA speaker. It's a big speaker with a microphone and all this stuff. And my wife and kids gave it to me for my birthday this year. And it has provided me with so much fun because as soon as we get off here, I'm going to do a little work and I'm going to crank my speaker up with Spotify music. And then periodically I'll break away for about three minutes, plug a guitar into it and act like I'm Ed Sheeran. And it's just it's a getaway for me. Love it. And so that's been a great gift for me. Oh, and the mini bike, which is actually for my kids, but I ride it more than they do. I love it. So the key with the gift, it's something that actually it means more because it gives you happiness in a different way. It's not just that one time thing. It's constantly every day giving you happiness. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big one-time gift guy. I like things that I can ride like, you know, I tell people all the time, best gift in the world for a guy like me is an Amazon gift card. That is the gift that keeps on giving all year long. Until the card's, you know, used up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll challenge you on that one. All right, so now it's time for the Survivor Challenge, Scott. I'm going to ask Survivor-like questions. If you do not get them right, the interview is over right then on the spot. Uh, but the funny thing about the survivor questions, they're very kind of arbitrary. I mean, they're subjective. So whatever you want to answer, we'll see. Right. It's just based on my judging. All right. Your favorite restaurant? Oh, hands down is the Old Town Dispensary in Bluffton, South Carolina. Uh, I got to ask why. Dollar tacos from four to seven every night of the week. That's That wins. I get it. All right. You won that one. So favorite food off that. And don't go with the dollar tacos. Uh, favorite food is going to be all right so there's going to be context around this but my favorite food is fried chicken sitting in a Fulani village in a rural part of Kogi state within Nigeria yep all right give the context i know where you're going with this yeah so it's all like these chickens aren't very fat there's no antibiotics in them which i'm not a big non-antibiotic guy but i mean it's just but when you when you eat chicken there those chickens were chickens that were running around when you walked into the camp, and these are people who are totally not like you. They're still living four or five hundred years ago, and to sit down and just ask them questions around fried chicken, it's not so much about the fried chicken, but it's about the experience of being there. But it, it makes it my favorite food because it's the first one that comes to mind. Outstanding. All right, favorite band? Joe, it's a guy. But he has a band, and so John Mayer is probably my... Yeah, all right, perfect. Yeah, yeah, John Mayer. And I'm guessing you play some of his songs on your guitar. Yeah, I have to. Perfect, I love it. Good, excellent. Favorite podcast, other than your own? Jesse, I'm getting into yours, but you don't have enough on there to give it a a shake yet. Um, uh, There's two. How I Built This, Guy Raz, number two is... um, G, uh, Fareed Zakaria's GPS. It is the only news outlet I literally listen to. Excellent. Um, I, I don't watch anything else. I listen to him mainly because he's into global affairs. Awesome. How I built this is outstanding. I'll check out the other one. Now, favorite color? Royal blue. All right. The show is now over, fans. That is it. That is going to be the show. He did not answer with yellow, so now we are... <laughs> All right, I'll, gi- I'll give you a pass on that. It was so easy for you, but I knew you'd go with blue. God, right. it was a softball. No. I'm just thinking about the business on purpose color, but I yes, know, 100%. I so, should have said yellow. So like I said, for most people, the show would be over, but I appreciate you, so I'll finish here. Uh, actually, no, we're just going to move on from Survivor Challenge. I'm just so thrown off right now. Uh, we, we are going to finish with the final four. These are serious questions, but have fun with them. What's something that you've done differently in your life to stand out? I... I found a hole in the market and I went after it. There's no way I should have ever played Division One football. And I found out that they only had one dressing deep snapper and nobody else wanted to do it. And I had never snapped a football in a live football game until I was standing in 82,000 people in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, playing against LSU and Eddie Kennison was the return man. Oh, wow. And so I stood out. Um, but I stood out because I saw a hole in the market and went after it. 
Yeah, great advice. Everyone should be looking for those holes. That's a great advice. Excellent. Ne- next question in the final four. What makes someone stand out in business and in life? God has given each of us a skill. And when we lock in on that, listen, Jesse, I'm not the only business coach in the world. I'm not the only guy who, who wakes up uh, every day excited to go build processes in the world. There, there, there are other bizarre people like me in this world. And so, but, but the standing out part of it doesn't mean you have to be the only one. Standing out means people have to see your passion in it. I don't talk about flying airplanes. I, I don't fly airplanes. I don't talk about how to build a winning baseball team. That's what you do. I don't talk about how to build a great house. I don't talk about any of that kind of stuff. I talk about liberating small business owners from the chaos because that's not only what we do really well, but quite frankly, that's the gift that I think is inside of me. And so really nailing down that gift, again, surrounding yourself by a community, truth, and a mentor will help you articulate that. And then just going just all in. Everything you talk about, you're drenched in it. You're rolling around in it. Outstanding. Outstanding. All right, the final two. The best advice you've ever received. Vision without implementation is hallucination. <laughs> Outstanding. Love it. And I love how repeatable. You're repeating everything. I love it. This is great. And the final question for you, Scott, how do you want to be remembered? I, Jesse, when when somebody stands and looks back posthumously, it's the biggest word I've used all day, <laughs> um, I want them to, to, to remember me and say, hey, that guy – you know, there, there are going to be people that come, and you know, I'm a, you know me, I'm a fairly faith-centered guy, yeah. and and people are going to, you know, a lot of people say, man, he, you know, he really loved the Lord and things like that. I want somebody to look at me and go, that guy knew Jesus at a different level than most people, not at a better level, just at a different level. There was a quirk in him, and he lived that out through the guys he got to hang out with through business, and he lived it out through his family. And he thought his wife was as fine looking at 80 as he did at 20. <laughs> Outstanding. Scott, I'll tell you, you not only passed the Business Done Differently show, I, I think you won. You won the show today. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure having you. And I just want to say this about you. Scott, I think this is one thing that everyone can get better at. You are a true connector. And what I mean by someone that can connect people to help them be better in their life and grow. And just in the short time I've known you, you've connected me with so many great people and connected me with different business owners. And I think that's one of the things that really makes you stand out as well. And I think uh, everyone can learn from you. And definitely you need to check out Scott. He's an amazing coach. He knows what he's doing. And you can just see the passion from this episode. So, Scott, thank you for being with us today. Well, my next challenge, Jesse, is to connect you with somebody who's got a sound effects board because I'm feeling a little down. Like I won the podcast, but there was nothing, there was no sound effect. And I kind of feel like maybe that's what's missing. And so some, I'm going to connect you with a sound effect board guy. I think you, that'll be my... You know right now, after you say that, we're going to be playing so many sound effects. It's <laughs> going to be crazy. And people are like, is this show ever going to end? So don't worry, we will have that. Uh, but again, Scott, thanks for everything. How can people connect with you? Hey, easiest way. Number one, I, I want to I publicly tell you thank you it's hard to build a podcast there's a lot of sweat that goes into this people don't see and you built one you built a stage and you're allowing me to be a part of it so thank you easiest way uh to get in touch with us we're serious about vision articulation we've taken our entire vision tutorial and template that we take one-on-one clients through and we have put it up online completely for free and so what we've done is we've said hey we'll provide you the tool if you'll provide the sweat and if you just go to mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision Uh, You can have it there. We ask you not to download it if you're not willing to put in the work. But if you're willing to have your metaphorical thighs burn a little bit, then go download it. And uh, if you want us to give feedback on it, let us know. Go build your vision story. It's the next thing you can do. Outstanding. Love it. Liberating small businesses from chaos. You are doing that, my friend. We'll have more in the show notes. And again, thanks for being on. It's awesome, Jesse. Thanks, Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to the Business Done Differently podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes. And if you could leave a review, it would mean the world to me, especially five stars. But now we're releasing episodes every Monday and Thursday. So stay tuned. But until then, stop standing still, start standing out.